Hey guys, welcome to the DC Godcast. I'm Allie. And I'm Chad. And in this podcast, we answer your tough questions about the faith. Mr. Brayer, thank you so much for joining Chad and me. We're very excited to have you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Can't wait. All right, let's begin in prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God, protect all your creation and allow us to grow to our full fruition. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right, Mr. Brayer, you're new here, so let's let's get a little rundown on who you are in our community now that you're no longer our teacher, unfortunately. (laughs) Yeah, so full disclosure, usually I'm kind of wandering around in the back of these episodes, (laughs) so it's a little bit different to actually be on the mic. Um, But yeah, as as you mentioned, Allie, I changed roles, so I'm not teaching anymore. I taught for six years, four of them at DC, and then just this year switched over to campus ministry. So um, yeah, it's been a a big change, but it's been fun to work with you guys in a different context other than the classroom. Oh yeah. Happy to be here. Our faith life on campus has definitely changed and you've been a very large part of that. So thank you. All right. (laughs) All right. Let's begin with our question. Definitely bringing us back to freshman year. How was God created? All right. Yeah, you're definitely right. This is going right back to freshman year. So our freshman year theology class is all about scripture, right? We had started back in the the glory days by digging into some basic questions, some of which are about God. So I actually want to throw it back to you guys. Um, This question, how was God created, relies on, I think, a few definitions. And I think we need to start at least with one of them, Mm -hmm. um, which is about God. Because I think we use that word. And when I say we, I mean people and society use that word and have a lot of different meanings associated with it. So what do you think people mean when they say God? Because I think that needs to be part of our conversation today. I remember that I used to think this as well, that God was this higher being, but then you put it into the words that God is not a being, he is being. That's like my really big takeaway from freshman year. Well, I'm glad that that is stuck from freshman year. So I think we do need to come back to that. Because I think you're right. I think, I think a lot of people do read God as just like this huge being that's somewhere out in the universe, right? Chad, do you have any other thoughts on like, what do you think people mean when they say God? I think, I think a lot of people, when they hear God, I think they just think of one big divine being, I think, or like someone that is being itself. Like, that's how I think. Just a supernatural person that controls, like, I think, from an outside of a Christian perspective, I think it's just like a supernatural being that kind of just looks over, I think, all of something that he created. Sure. Yeah, no, I think those are probably pretty accurate representations of what a lot of people believe. Mm-hmm. It is kind of interesting because when I think when you go through your life, you kind of, your understanding of God evolves quite a bit. Like, and I, obviously mm-hmm. I'm a little bit older than you guys. And so the same has been true for me. Like when you're a little kid, you, you picture like the guy with the white beard up in mm-hmm. the clouds, right? Yeah. Yep, but then you start to realize that, that that's not exactly who we're talking about. Maybe that's a visual that we use for little kids, but that's not exactly what we mean. Mm-hmm. And so similarly like your faith or your understanding of god goes through i think progressions to where we actually get to what god actually is which is as you've both kind of put it being itself Mm -hmm. i I think maybe where that comes out is in scripture you see that really clearly in the story of the burning bush you guys remember this story i do reading this from exodus i do do. so can you give us a quick summary of the burning bush story putting you right on the spot with this one i know i believe wasn't it was it Moses? Yep. That it was a, it came upon a bush and it was burning. And then God says, like, I am something along, like, I, I forget the whole saying, but I know it ends. There's a part where he's like, I am who I am or yeah. something along those lines. No, it's actually kind of the main part of the story. So Moses comes across this bush. It's burning, mm-hmm. but it's not actually being consumed. Like, usually when there's a fire, it's oh, consuming yeah. whatever it's, whatever's on fire, right? 
Um, but that's not happening. And that's what draws Moses into this scene. He's like, there's this bush that's on fire, but it's not actually being consumed. Mm-hmm. So he goes over and he's like, what, what is going on here? And God calls to Moses by name. He calls him by name and says, Moses, Moses. And Moses realizes there's something very special going on here, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so ultimately God speaks to Moses. He makes a request of him. And Moses is like, well, what do I tell people your name is? And God responds with uh, a simple but kind of confusing response of I am who I am. Mm-hmm. And that can get translated a little bit differently, but that's the basic gist of it. And I've always found this to be a little bit odd. Like imagine you go up to somebody you've never met before and you're like, hey, what's your name? And they're like, I am who I am. You're like, I don't know. Well, that doesn't help. <laughs> that doesn't really help. <laughs> no. But what's happening here is that God's giving us something. He's, he's teaching us something about who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, I am is a conjugation of the verb to be, right? And so God is telling us that he is just being itself. I am. He exists. And so there's something pretty deep that he's communicating about who he is there. Um, so this idea that God is being itself is really reflected in scripture. But what's actually, I think, really interesting, and I know we haven't actually quite gotten to the question of how was God created, but I think what's interesting is that this is actually something that a lot of people think, oh, you need to have faith to believe in God. And I think that's true for some people, but I actually think that having an understanding that there is a God is actually not an element of faith. Like, that can be shown, I think, through reason alone. Mm-hmm. And that's where you enter somebody like St. Thomas Aquinas, mm-hmm. um, who, again, we talked about freshman year, I think you've returned to in some of your other... Yep. Other oh, today, actually. Yep. Today, yep. Yeah, exactly. So the five ways from Aquinas, where essentially he shows that there is a, there, one of the ways, at least, establishes that there must be a first cause. Mm-hmm. There has to be a first cause. And this cause is an uncaused cause. Mm-hmm. It's an uncreated creator. That's God. And so that can kind of actually bring us right back to this question, how was God created? Well, if God is not a being, God is being itself, mm-hmm. as we're, we're told in the Exodus story, well, then God wasn't created. He exists outside of time and space. Um, and that's actually reflected right in Aquinas' proof. And so maybe I can just kind of walk through a very simple version of one of the ways, um, which, which could go like this. Um, everything which exists must have a cause of its existence. There cannot be an infinite chain of causes stretching back into the past. Three, there must have been some first cause, which is uncaused by anything else, and that's what we call God, the uncaused cause or uncreated creator. Mm -hmm. Now, I I know this kind of gets into some denser thinking that is maybe uh, (laughs) not exactly the direction we had intended for the podcast, but I think that is important, right? That that God is the uncreated creator, the uncaused cause. So think think of a, a, a string of train cars, none of which is moving on its own. They only move because of something else, whether it's an engine, whether it's gravity, something else moves them. So essentially in this argument, Aquinas establishes that there must be an uncaused cause. Mm -hmm. But by the very definition, that uncaused cause wasn't created. And so I think that's a a very simple way to answer this question. How was God created? Actually, God wasn't created, Mm -hmm. which I know is maybe not a super satisfactory answer, but it's the reality that if God's nature is to be the uncreated creator, well, then he wasn't created at any point. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think that this is something that the human mind really struggles with just because it's so outside of like what we're used to with everything coming into creation mm-hmm. yep. and time and space because God's outside of all that, which is why he's unable to be challenged. And it's everything's a mystery because it's outside of our like capacity. Yeah, no, it's something that's completely different. Uh, you just look around this room, everything in this room came into being, right? Statue up on the wall, the table the microphones that we're talking into, they all came into being at some point. And God, Mm -hmm. 
by the very definition of God is a different give a different category and he's alone in that category mm-hmm. without God none of this exists and that's why like a lot of people will use an analogy for Aquinas's proofs or specifically the one that I referenced of the the dominoes like a string of dominoes where you hit one and then the next one falls and the next one falls and the next one falls mm-hmm. to show that like there has to be one cause that causes the next thing that causes the next thing but actually that's a, it's actually not a good analogy because once the domino falls it's done right mm-hmm. the better example is like a train that's moving because all those cars are in motion and that actually gets us to another one of the ways from Aquinas. Mm-hmm. If God somehow were to stop existing, the uncaused cause would be gone and everything else would be gone. He is like the foundation upon which everything exists, which is mm-hmm. again, to your point, mind boggling, right? That That's completely different than our own experience of like our lives. Cause everything that we see in our own beings ourselves, we came into existence. God's a, completely different story god did not come into existence he always has existed yeah all right mr Breyer, is there anything else that you would like to add before we wrap up well i mean there's a lot more that could be said on this um yeah we could go on for days we could go on for a while i think (laughs) i think that's maybe a good place for us to stop right now but maybe we'd leave some other episodes in the future on like saint thomas aquinas or some of these other possible side questions you could ask but for right now i think that's a good place to stop all right thank you so much mr Breyer. listeners thanks so much for tuning in if you have any questions email us our email address is the dc godcast at devonchildhighschool.org for now i'm chad sims and i'm Allie tomiko signing off for the dc godcast